Greetings, everyone. Whoa, there's like an echo in here. That's interesting. That wasn't really that same kind of echo earlier, but uh, it's good to hear myself more than once sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, I just want to get this out on, I have to do a couple little things on the, uh, on the setup here. Um, but uh, I'm in West Virginia. I'm in West Virginia and I'm really glad to to have this this mechanism Facebook Live, you know? Facebook Live. I think I'm just like why not use it? Why not make use of it and make it happen and and uh, connect with it. So that's what I'm doing. And we just had this uh, workshop here that was really beautiful at the yoga studio, and I'm still there, and uh, just sharing some reflections. When you're coming in, you can share where you're from, what's happening, what's going on, and um, there's a heart button, there's a wow button, there's all kinds of buttons. Check in. Welcome, Marianne. So... First of all, this area is phenomenal. Like the, the natural beauty of West Virginia. You know, I think of John Denver and his song, you know. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, Mount Mama, country roads. Take me home. Welcome, David. So, yeah, it's like that song's here for a reason, right? It was like inspired by the beauty of these mountains. It's a magical place, and then it's economically depressed. So I never, I never quite understood that, that, that um, differentiation between the, the beauty of Appalachia, the pure natural beauty of Appalachia driving through these mountains, and then the economic depression that runs through so much of Appalachia. Um, it's really fascinating. But anyway, I came up, did a three-hour drive from Asheville to Princeton, West Virginia. Thanks, Courtney. Welcome. Uh, Joni uh, is the owner of this yoga studio and uh, my friend, and she's, she was at a retreat I did um, maybe like four years ago and was very moved by it. And we've talked about doing something here for, for a while. And uh, it's happened tonight. So it was really rich. It was, it was some people that were very new to this path and new to uh, me. And, um, you know, I learned so much by, by traveling and going to different places and going to different types of communities, going to different parts of the world, going to different cultures, going um, to people that are, you know, so-called advanced, people that are so-called beginners, people that are rich, people that are poor, people, everything in between. It's like, you, you, because you, all these aspects are aspects of ourselves. All these aspects are aspects of ourselves. So all we're ever doing is seeing different reflections of ourselves. However, there's so many reflections of ourselves. You know, there's so many different reflections of ourselves. And so there's this opportunity 
to continually expand your consciousness by continually encountering all these different beautiful reflections of the one divine infinite self, right? So that was another opportunity tonight. And we, we delved into, um, at the same time, we delved into these universal truths, these universal truths that are inside all of us, that are in the essence of all of us. Someone named Siante Waste wants to join me on a video. Um, I'm going to decline that offer, but thank you, Siante Waste, for, for uh, wanting to join me on video. Appreciate that. These universal truths, number one is presence, being present. So we're talking about anxiety and having anxiety and how to transition from anxiety to inner peace, how to move from anxiety to inner peace, to empowerment, to freedom, to unconditional love. And being present is where everything starts, always. Being present is where everything always starts. It always starts with being present in this moment right now. And we start to realize when we're present in this moment right now that 99, over 99% of the time, our anxiety is created by our own minds. It's very, 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 very rare that something is happening, especially in the day and age we live in, it's extremely rare that something is happening in this moment that is life-threatening. It's very rare. And maybe something that's threatening to the ego, maybe something threatening to our sense of self-worth, our sense of, our sense of uh, the story of what we're attached, identify with. Um, but it's very, very, very unlikely that anything happening in the moment, in fact, our lives are actually quite boring, quite dull. I mean, if you think of what you're doing most of the day, it's like sitting around, you know, maybe you're watching TV, maybe you're on your Facebook, you're on your Instagram, you're watching a movie, you're on your, you're at, you're, you're at your job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you look at what's happening in the day and what's causing the anxiety is what we're thinking about the future, what we're thinking about the future. The, the thoughts from, the thoughts of the past projected into the future. Thoughts of the past projected into the future. Thoughts of the past projected into the future. But this moment is not the past or the future. Right? We think about the future and we think about the past in the moment now. So when we realize that anxiety that we feel is created by our own minds, this is actually incredibly empowering. This is actually incredibly liberating. Right? And so when you start to be present in this moment and you start to be fully engaged and fully responsive to this moment, Anxiety has no time to enter. There's no space for it to enter, right? So one of the fundamental, we, we were very practical, right? we were very practical, pragmatic. I didn't get any kind of real metaphysical, you know, wild, crazy stuff. I just was very practical, very pragmatic. Hey, Martin. And in that pragmatism, the fundamental aspect you start with is the breath. Breath is huge. The breath is, is, is such a fundamental foundation of whether we are relaxed, open, 
present or in a state of resistance, constriction, tightness, contraction. Essentially, whether we're open or we're closed. If our breath is slow and deep, the intelligence is open to move through us. If our breath is short and shallow, we're closed off or in a state of anxiety, state of anxiousness, state of confusion, state of disconnection, state of um, misalignment. Pick your word you want to use, right? But the breath is a gateway to being relaxed and open to this present moment, here and now. So then we breathe. When you're in a state of anxiety, if you can be present and notice you're in a state of anxiety, notice you're in a state of stress, where is my breath right now? Where is my breath right now, right? Because I guarantee you, your breath is short and shallow and constricted. So you start to expand. You start to open. And what you start to become is just available. Just available. Just empty. Just wide open like the evening sky. In order to be empty and available, means your mind is quiet. To be empty and available means your mind is quiet. Just here. Just present. So I had, I had everybody on the ground, we're doing breath work, um, and had some, you know, feel these major openings happening in people through breathing, just through breathing deeply, breathing deeply for 15, 20 minutes. Deeply, inhale, exhale. Energy is released, energy is moved. You come out feeling light, alert, attentive, relaxed, awake, responsive to the moment, present, intelligent, open-hearted, here, now. Peaceful. Free. In a space of unconditional love. Just through breathing. Just through breathing because it is our natural state. When we're clear. Right? When we're clear of the traumas, of the blocks, of the tension, of the resistance. When we're clear, that's our natural state. We're just an open, available cha uh, channel for the intelligence of this moment to move to us. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. And right now. And right now. So then we got into this, this aspect of amazing. Right? So, what is amazing? So we started exploring what's amazing, right? So I grab this blanket and I throw it in the middle of the floor and I say, is this blanket amazing? And someone says, well, if it's summertime 
You don't need a blanket, it's not that amazing. But if it's wintertime and you're cold, then that blanket would be amazing. I say, okay, thank you for that response. Let's define what it means to be amazing. The definition for amazing for tonight is that which you cannot understand, right? So someone says, the sky is amazing, you know? And I say, why is the sky amazing? The sky is amazing because you can't understand it. It's like incomprehensible. It's beyond understanding. And then she started talking about her, what she called her junk. So my junk comes up in my mind and, you know, and even that can be amazing, right? Because you don't understand it, right? Happiness can be amazing. Sadness can be amazing. Pain can be amazing. Pleasure can be amazing. Not can be, but that it is amazing, right? It's like you start to look at the honest truth of what you're experiencing and you don't understand it at all, at all, not even a little bit. You have no idea what, you, what you're experiencing or why or how or when it's gonna end or how it began. The whole thing is in this ground of being which is amazing. You don't understand yourself at all. So you realize you are amazing. So we broke out of this idea, we have this idea of amazing means good, and if it's not amazing, it doesn't mean bad. So we, but it doesn't mean that. What can, what can be considered beautiful, we recognized, can be amazing. What could be considered ugly, we recognize, could also be equally amazing. Welcome, Maria. So then we're just in a state of amazement with whatever arises. And to be in a state of amazement means the mind is present, quiet, alert, here, now. There's a sense of wonder So whatever's arising, there's an unconditional relationship of amazement and wonder with what's arising. The thought that arises right now, the feeling that arises right now, the sensation that arises right now, an unconditional relationship with experience. Amazed at the experience that you're having right now. That's it. That's it. To be in a relationship with the experience you're having in this moment of amazement. To be in a relationship of amazement with the experience you're having in this moment. To be in a relationship of amazement with the experience you're having in this moment. It's not about being happy. It's not about being sad. It's not about... It's not about pleasure. This is, this is like a 
like training wheels of a bicycle. I mean, it's it's like there's 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 a level that's deeper and more amazing. So it was beautiful to, to, to look at that and to realize that. And then we talked about realizing the story as a story. Notice the story. But you think the story is true. Like this is real. This is a reality. But the story is not true. No story is true. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called a story. Story by definition means it's not true. So you realize the story as a story. So someone says tonight, the world is such an ugly place right now. Is that true? Someone says, the world is such a beautiful place right now. Is that true? Who's right? Who's wrong? Just two different stories. Which story do you like? Which story do you prefer? Which story do you want to write? Right? Write your own story. Was a, was a, there's, a, there's a sign over here that says, write your own story. So that's what we're awakening to. When we start to realize that we are not our story, right? We're not attached and identified to any particular story about ourselves, about the world, about um, the future, about the past. Then we recognize and realize that whatever we open to, hey, Grace, hey, Jesse, then we start to be a bit, the, the, the whole, the, there's an openness in the moment to be available to this universal creative intelligence to move through us. And what does this universal creative intelligence want to do? It wants to tell stories. That's what it wants to do. And it wants to tell like fun, amazing, playful, exciting, riveting, sometimes dramatic stories. And so it is, that's what it's doing. There's, we're, we're, there's stories, the world is full of stories. I say a lot, the universe is actually not made of atoms. The universe is made of stories. That's what creates the universe. It creates this, this construction of time, this illusionary construction of time is created by stories. So there's just this web of interconnected stories Right, but who's the creator of the story? Who's the creator of all this kind of web? Who's this creator of the interconnected web of all of these stories? Who created these stories? You know the answer when, when I when I say it like that. The answer becomes obvious. Right, we did. We created these stories, all of them. Who else would, would have created them? We created all of these stories, but we don't recognize that truth as we move through our days, move through our life. We think that there's some outside force that's, you know, we're, we're, we've disempowered ourselves. So we're creating all these disempowering stories. But when we start to realize that we are the author of all of these stories, then we can rewrite them. We can write the next chapter. We can write the next line. We can write the next sentence however we want. So that's this profound level of realization that comes into being. So there's, there's sort of two steps, and I'm gonna be delving into this more and more this, 
um, and sharing this more and more and working, starting to work on this online course and um, weaving it more into um, things I'm sharing like tonight here in the great state of West Virginia. Um, but there's this, there's, there's two, two aspects. So it's like this openness, this realizing yourself as the infinite essence, which is no story. Just in Buddhism, they call it the emptiness, the void, right? So you recognize yourself as this. This is the self. This is the true self. This is the absolute self. So you're not attached to any story whatsoever. And from this place of self-realization, then you are able to realize yourself as the storyteller. And what kind of stories do we want to create? What kind of stories do we want to be telling? What kind of stories create the more, the more beautiful world? The world is made of stories. That's all. That's all it's made of. Anyone have any questions, comments, jokes, stories, new dance routines, songs? Good to move the body after long drives. Kind of just move it authentically, however it wants to move. Keep the blood flow, do it. Breathe. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you to the people of Princeton, West Virginia. See you in the next now. By the way, I'll be in, um, I have a live, I have a, a public event in Asheville, Tuesday night, this Tuesday night. We'll be in Atlanta Wednesday night. So Tuesday night, Asheville, Wednesday night, Atlanta. Um, we have some podcasts coming up here, right here on Facebook Live. The next over the next week or two as well. Um, one on Tuesday night to look for. And we have a New Year's retreat, which is which was amazing last year and will be amazing. This year, so just write me if you're interested in any of those. We have a whole bunch of retreats, actually, but that's the one that stands out to me most because it's, you know, we start looking at it right now is that New Year's retreat with uh, John Stringer, Kathy Stringer, Michael Singer, the author, Shanna, and Annie, and myself. I'll be there. See y'all. Love you guys. See you in the next now. <laughs>